Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today, our guest on the podcast is Denise Terry, Director of the Center for Career Connections at Grace College. Denise has been in career services at Grace for almost nine years and has a bachelor's and master's degree from Grace, so she knows Grace well. Today, she's going to share with us about career connections, especially in this period of COVID-19 when many of us are experiencing changes to our careers and daily lives. And so, Denise, thanks for being on the podcast to share with us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, both attending Grace and then what brought you back to Career Connections at Grace? So when I speak to students, I say it was just a few decades ago. <laughs> they don't need to know exactly when that. No, I, I graduated in the 80s, the late 80s. Um, my undergraduate degree was in counseling, got my master's in counseling at Grace um, spent a good bit of my career journey trying to kind of hone down what it is I'm really, really good at. And for me, I landed in human resources. So the trajectory for me after Grace was first starting out as a bank teller, because that has a lot to do with counseling, right? <laughs> um, but quickly learned that the world of business needed people with good relationship skills and people skills, and that was what my training was in. And so determined that I should really explore something in human resources. So that's what I did. I took a number of different jobs, but my longest career journey was prior to Grace was with Cardinal Services. And I worked as the vice president of human resources there for, I was there for nine years. I wasn't in that role the whole time, but. And I would even think that background provides you um, a good discussion point with students that hey, I was in banking, I was in nonprofit, <laughs> I was in HR, now I'm director of career services in higher education, which you may not even known that was a career potential exactly. uh, when you graduated college, but be prepared for anything and everything, right? Um, because likely what you want to do now and what you plan to do now might not exist 20 years from now. So how, do you have that conversation with students about it's not just about preparing for a job, it's a career? Exactly. And I tell students that there's a developmental journey that they're on. So they were high school students. They were learning about themselves, who they were, what they were interested in. They come to college and it's this exploration of what does it mean to be independent and figure out for myself, how's God wired me? What are my gifts and talents? And while my parents and influences are important, I need to discover for myself what is the best fit. And then I tell them there's this whole chapter after college, which is really important in the developmental journey. And that's the doing part. That's the testing the waters in different careers. It's seeing which jobs really resonate and you come alive in. And that, that's how it worked for me. Um, again, I wouldn't have even, I didn't even know what human resources was when I was in college. So, I still don't. So, that, right? yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if someone would have told me, here's what you're going to be doing, I would have been like, what? But knowing that you're going to learn so much when you start working and learn about those best fits, that's just part of the process. So I encourage students to really be patient with that. It's self-discovery. It's it's a journey that God's on with you, and sometimes he doesn't illuminate those things until later, and that's completely fine, and it's actually uh, appropriate because you can't know your future until you're really in it. So, yeah. 
I resonate with that. I, I mean, fundraising is part of my job here at Grace, and that's what I've done for most of my career. Not all of it, because I had that period of time after college when I had to figure out what in the world I wanted to do. And, you know, no one in third grade goes, when I grow up, <laughs> I want to ask people for money. Right. Um, you, you, that That's not usually on the list. Uh, but I, I, I eventually found my way to that career, and it was like, oh, this is what God has gifted me for. So it's a discovery process. Um, what are some of the big programs? What are some of the, the big initiatives of the Career Connections Office to assist students along that journey? So we really like to describe it as we're trying to parallel that academic journey. So from start to finish, so it's not really, oh, well, we'll wait till that junior, senior year and then we'll you know, knock on the door of the career office. We really want students to see our services as being really relevant to them from the beginning through to the end. So we engage with freshmen in that first year experience class, talk about career and calling. How do you figure out where this is all going? How do you begin the process of self-discovery? So we provide them tools and assessments and ways to think that through. Um, and then, of course, along the way, there's different types of professional development they need to be learning. So, again, if they wait till their senior year to figure out how to interview, they're going to miss an opportunity to get ready for their internship interview if they haven't practiced already. So we have big events we do. Uh, we do a mock interview event. We'll probably talk about how we converted that this year, but that's one of them. We do an etiquette dinner. We do a dress for success event. So those are some of the larger event kinds of things that we do. But of course, so much is learned just through kind of one-on-one -on -one conversations. So lots of career coaching. Uh, we do presentations in classes uh, on career content. Um, we help students with their internship research. We help them with making those connections. Of course, we host career fairs and provide all kinds of ways for students to connect with employers to learn about those experiences and jobs. So we are a small office, but we really try to spread out what it is we do and offer it to all students. A lot of our model is in collaboration with faculty as well. So we really try to work with faculty to help them get up to speed on the kinds of careers that are available in their in their industry, in their fields, um, and connecting with students in their classes and yeah, those kinds of things. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, can you think of a student, could be a current student, could be a recent alum, that you would point to as a, a great case that from, you know, came in as a freshman, no idea what they wanted to do to, you know, now they're um, really succeeding either in their career journey or um, in their already discovered career. Can you give an example of a, a student who has made that transition you talk about? Sure. Um, I think of a lot of students, honestly, but one that comes to mind is someone who actually worked in our office. So we always tell students, if you want the best connection to our office, just come work for us, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> then we're like That's kind parents. of the inside access right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think about um, Blaze Bowers. Um, you might recall Blaze. He graduated, gosh, two years ago, I think. But anyways, he um, was an elementary education teacher, uh, or was studying to be a teacher and decided really at some point along the way that he wanted to really pursue law. And so his interest in history, I'm sorry, it wasn't elementary ed, it was secondary ed in history. He'll, he'll be texting me if he ever sees this. I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> secondary ed history. 
Um, and really, at some point along the way, this passion for law really kind of grew and developed in him. So he did some uh, job shadowing. He really networked well, and we helped connect him with uh, people that he could learn from and engage with about the ideas that he's been thinking about and how he would kind of further his path. And now he's uh, in law school in Florida and is very excited. He's got, I think, one more year left. He's going to be doing an internship this summer in Detroit. So he'll be back to the Midwest area and anticipates uh, a job offer at that point to continue on with their firm. So he's someone that we really connected well with and helped connect him to experiences and opportunities to explore this passion. So, yeah. That's great. You know, one of the things we have as a great blessing is we're in a small-ish town um, with big-sized companies. And we have, you know, large, large Fortune 200 companies Mm -hmm. here in Warsaw, along with a vibrant agricultural community and a lot of companies associated there. Um, Grace is big enough to matter to this community, but this community is big enough to afford a lot of opportunities. Talk about how you make those connections for students locally and, and how easy or difficult is that to get students opportunities with, uh, with local companies while they're here at Grace? I mean, Grace has a wonderful reputation in this community, and and really a lot of the local employers see us as a talent pool. Um, While they may recruit at some of the Big Ten schools for some of their programs, they really see students who live here are going to be committed to this area. And so we already have an easy sort of obvious connection there with the regional employers and some of even those larger ones. Um, So... Because we are such a small community, a tight-knit community, people know people. And so we always tell students the best way to, to get a job is through networking. And so why wouldn't they take advantage of the connections that we already have with recent alums or with people that are a part of our church? We know people who know people. And so we really offer that to students. Take advantage and leverage those connections that we have. You may not have those connections, but but we do. And so do your faculty members. So do other staff at Grace. And people are really happy to open their doors to those regional students because, again, they see them as students who are going to be committed to sticking around. Um, so we have that advantage. Um, whenever we reach out to employers to connect and say, hey, would you be willing to take a student for an applied learning or an internship? We rarely ever have a no to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just an obvious win for everyone. So we feel really privileged and blessed that we have such an open door to our community and that we have people who've been at Grace long enough to actually know the executives at these places. And so there's just, yeah, a really great synergy that comes from that. I want to transition us a little bit to talking about where we're at today. You gave me a call a few weeks ago, and we're recording this um, just a few days from graduation for our seniors um, who, you know, had to finish their education at home and enter a, a work environment that is very unsteady. Um, I've seen some recent numbers to even say in, in unemployment has now crept into the du- double digits uh, for our region. Normally, it's closer to two, three percent. Um, and as we talked, you kind of said, hey, a lot of the stuff I'm working on right now for seniors to try to help them in this transition period when um, jobs aren't as plentiful, when they're entering a workforce that has changed significantly and quickly. 
A lot of that stuff may apply to alumni. A lot of that stuff may apply to others who are connected to the Grace family. And um, your heart was, how do we get these resources out there um, and and let people know uh, what we have for them and what's available to them? And so I really appreciate that heart um, to want to let people know, hey, we want to support you however we can. What are you hearing from seniors specifically um, as they enter this transition time and this discovery time of post-college and yet a period where most of us are working from home and uh, jobs are being lost. What are you hearing from seniors right now? Well, obviously they're anxious about their futures. They feel this anxiety over having to wait for things to happen. Um, they're not sure really how to strategically approach this. This is unprecedented. We love that word, right? Mm-hmm. Unprecedented time. Um, but it really is. And especially for seniors who had a very different vision for what this chapter would look like and how they would go about, you know, landing that first job or even getting an internship. And so, you know, another term we're hearing a lot is pivoting, you know. So what does it mean to Take what you know that you need to do and sort of adjust course. And so we're trying to help them think really creatively about this time and space and to embrace it. This is really not a time to sit on your hands and just say, I'm just going to wait this thing out and hope that everything clears up. And when that happens, I'm just sending my resume out. It's like, no, don't do that. Um, employers are going to ask questions about how you managed this window of time. What did you do? I can guarantee that's going to be in the interview process. Mm. Just there's it will be. So if you're like, well, I just took advantage of my Netflix list, you know, <laughs> they're not going to be impressed with that. So they'll need to think strategically about what are those creative things they can be doing if there are not jobs prevalent or in their field or if they're having a barrier right now to really landing something. What creatively can they be doing? And so We're encouraging students to think about what are those skills you could be developing right now? What credentials could you earn online from home? What are opportunities that are virtual that you could be paid to do? What about micro internships, these small projects that employers would just love to have someone take over that lasts for three or four weeks, but they don't have the resources to do it? You stepping into those is an amazing way to show your initiative and to show your enthusiasm to continue to learn and to be a resource. So having students think about what can I be doing instead of what can't I be doing Hmm. um, is really, really key to this process. And what are those transferable skills that I need to be developing? As we hear employers talk about this skills gap, you know, graduates, we're really hoping to see more of these things develop, communication skills, um, problem solving, critical thinking, things like that. What can they be doing to demonstrate that they've taken initiative to learn ways to, to develop those? And there's so many things they can do from home to to demonstrate those things. Um, but I would also say there are still jobs. You know, there are still internships. There are still opportunities. Employers have converted a lot of their jobs to virtual. So they need to be thinking about what are those filter search terms I need to use? So if I go to Indeed, I go to Handshake, I go to these larger platforms, what are the filter terms that will get me to those kinds of opportunities? And it's remote work. It's virtual. It's those kinds of filter searches that will help populate those kinds of opportunities. So um, 
I take a positive approach to this mm. and say you really can maximize this crazy window right now and shine and show employers that you've got what it takes because you knew how to address a really crazy window of your life and make the best of it. So we're always here to help them brainstorm, help them think about what they could be t- particularly be doing to get the skills they need. So I encourage them to reach out to to myself, to Jackie Forste, to our office to really engage with what can I be doing right now. That's a uh, I don't know that I've really thought about that, but you know, uh, I have three kids to feed um, and uh, a wife and a home and a uh, uh, bills to pay, and so you know I'm looking for steady eddy you know not a lot of change students are in this period of time where it's an uncertain world all those companies you talked about they don't know what the future holds um they're looking for somebody who's willing to do do something out of the box to be flexible to do a short-term project to Mm -hmm. to change adapt and students are at a great place to be able to do that whether they're in school or just graduating hey sure i'll take on that three-week project or that four-week project or um hey i'm just gonna make up something at home and and put it on display let's dig in a little bit on some of those things that you talked about so let's start with micro credentials Mm -hmm. um what's a micro credential and how do I get one? Right. So it's really, there's so many out there. And obviously, depending on the field that you're interested in, you're going to pick ones that are relatable or transferable. But, you know, Google Analytics certifications, Microsoft Office Suite has certifications that students can earn. And if you imagine, is there really any job that doesn't require, you know, a proficiency level in those things? literally every job does if you can work on an excel spreadsheet you can get a job absolutely (laughs) i mean i think it should be a core class for all of our students i've told my son i'm like if you take nothing else take a spreadsheet class yeah so it's those kinds of things and they're free now i mean employers or organizations realize people don't have extra funds to pay for certification so they're giving these crazy low prices or for free um, LinkedIn Learning has opened up, I think, a free month for anyone who wants to take any of their LinkedIn learning opportunities. And those are well-produced, very professional, very relevant kinds of skills students can take advantage of. So there, those resources are out there. And those kinds of credentials, I think if you're really wanting to figure out what's the right one to earn, is to do some research. What are the credentials needed in my industry? What are the kinds of things I can do outside of an academic program that will just enhance my marketability? And again, some of the ones we mentioned, like uh, Microsoft Office, some of those things. But it may be even some human service kinds of credentials, like addictions training or certifications in some form of therapy or some form of mentoring. Um, There's so many available. And I think beginning that research process, students will be surprised to find, wow, I could learn all this. And think of how great your resume is going to look when you list all these things that you've done in this sort of downtime to kind of prepare yourself. So, yeah. I know even in uh, the higher ed space, MOOCs, um, massive open online courses, um, uh, like Harvard's opened a bunch of theirs. I've been taking a data science course at Harvard, um, just to learn (laughs) what data science is because people talk about it and uh, I want to understand a little bit more. So there's lots of opportunities right now. And yes, making it free is something many companies have done. Um, great idea. Micro credentials is one. You talked about soft skills, yeah. the, the ability to communicate, the ability to relate. 
what can we do? Where can we go in this period of time um, instead of turning on Netflix to <laughs> improve our soft skills? Yeah. So uh, quite often it involves volunteering. So getting yourself connected with either a nonprofit organization, a church, and even those can be done virtually. So finding ways to put yourself out there to engage with others. So oral and written communication skills, really, really important. Every employer rates that really highly. So think about, like, could I build a website? I mean, if you were to ask me to build a website, I'd be like, what? But there are tools and and, uh, resources out there to help students learn how to build a very basic website so then they can begin perhaps developing a blog showing that they are working on their writing skills honing those skills being able to maybe put a marketing plan together for a nonprofit organization that doesn't have the power to do that the resources to do that Um, if your major is in counseling like mine was and so I would say well you should put a marketing plan together for someone why would I do that because you're developing really key skills well market for a service that relates to your field it doesn't have to be something completely out of your field but think about doing something that shows an employer I've invested time and energy in growing this part of what I offer and it will be, again, a really, really great thing to reflect on your resume or in your cover letter to show those kinds of skill growth. One of the other things you mentioned is we are living in a gig economy, and we were already living in a gig economy, and now we're just catapulted (laughs) further into that, where it's project-based, it's short-term. How can students or alumni find short-term gigs to do three four week month projects Um, one you got to develop a skill of some specificity and then how do you get it out there and get yourself connected I mean I would encourage students to start sort of with a small sort of view of that what are who are the past employers I've worked for they already know me what could I do for them so I've already got an inside. I've got to win, even if it's even if it's the grocery store. They have a business office that coordinates their work. So think about who do you already know that you could connect with so it wouldn't be quite as awkward to ask and start there. Ask those questions. Are there projects that you've kind of put on the back burner and maybe given the way you're trying to route all your other resources somewhere else you don't have time to invest in? I have the time. I'd love to do research for you. I would love to do a survey for you and collect the data so you have better information about how to do something. Um, and even just say, can we just talk about, let's just brainstorm. What projects are, are on your list, your, your list that you've not been able to get to? Maybe as we talk about it, there's something I could say, oh, I think I could help with that. Mm. So it's really just taking the initiative to start a conversation. Start with people you know. Start with your church friends, your parents' friends. Start with employers that you already have some connection with or will connect you with someone. Because I know there are employers that would love to have a college student just say, how can I help? Mm. And if it's a short-term gig, great. Some of them might pay you for that even better, right? Right, right. I think of uh, a class I teach, just finished teaching um, on marketing. And one of the things students have to do at the end of this class is produce a marketing plan um, for a nonprofit. You actually mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, we try to make it a very practical thing that that a nonprofit could actually use. And I could see a student thinking of some project they did in college that was good. Hey, I got yeah. I was good at that. I, I did well at that. Who could use 
that same skill, whether it be paid or for free, um, how can I go find a nonprofit or, or a church that I'm connected to or a business? And, mm-hmm. hey, can I do this for you? This is a skill I picked up in college. Um, and can I try that out on your business? And you can use it if you'd like or not. Regardless, you're building this yeah. reputation and skill by doing something over and over again. And in fact, there are less barriers now because if you're doing it virtually, you can reach out to alumni in any state who would be thrilled to help a Grace student yeah. uh, develop some of those skills. So I think our alumni network's a key way for students to connect because they already love them regardless of knowing them because they're a Grace student. So they have a, an inside with our alumni track. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. We have a software called Handshake, which can help students make some of these connections. It can also help alumni make some of these connections, both with students and maybe for their own career. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the network. Yeah. How, How do people get networked? Right. So Handshake is the largest growing platform for this demographic. So they... They really started out with this thought that how can we, they use this term, democratize the job search process. So, you know, you've got big employers recruiting from the top 10 schools for all of their positions because they realize they have a larger pool to draw from. And they don't want to go to this little school and this little school. They don't want to have to call up every career office and say, can you post our job? Well, Handshake provides this repository of all these job opportunities. So an employer can go to Handshake and push out their job to little schools like Grace and big schools like Purdue. And so they're now able to reach a talent pool from all of these different types of higher ed opportunities. And so students then have the ability to be uh, pursued then by employers anywhere. And again, like I said, Handshake's the, the fastest growing platform for that kind of demographic. So if a student's like, well, I don't know where to look for a job. Well, you really need to start with Handshake because if you're going to the Indeeds and the Monster.com, you know, all these bigger platforms that really have uh, a recruiting need for people with 10 plus years experience, you're weeding through a lot that way. Hmm. This narrows it. They already know who their uh, applicant pool is. And so you've already eliminated having to sift through jobs that don't relate to your your background. They want entry-level students. So starting there is really key. Um, Handshake has some cool features for students to connect and, and network. They have this reviews uh Uh, function in there where students who've done internships at at companies can talk about that. Here's what I loved about working for Google. Here's what I loved about working for whatever the company may be. Here are the things I would encourage students to do as they pursue an internship with this company. And this is a student telling a student. So they're actually more credible to a student Mm -hmm. in terms of reliable. So there's the reviews process. There's a Q&A part of uh, handshake that allows students to ask questions directly of people who are in the system. So tell me about, you know, kind of informational interviewing. Tell me about how you got into this career. Tell me about the credentials that are needed. What should I be doing during this downtime? What are the micro credentials or those micro certificates I should be earning? They should ask that on Handshake and pursue using the network of people that are available. So it's it's got incredible um Easy, easily accessible tools to it. And then again, obviously a huge range of jobs that are growing literally every day. I mean, we get hundreds of jobs that we approve every week. Hmm. So 
Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about an alum who is, you know, just yeah. lost a job or is looking for a second job or some type of gig. What resources are available to them? So they can, of course, use Handshake as well. Um, we just approve anyone who's not got a grace.edu email address. So if they request to be a part of our network, we can approve them once we verify that they're, in fact, alum of Grace, which is easy to do. Um, so that's just one platform. Um, so as far as our office goes, we're here to help any Grace alum with their job search process. And some of it's just the basics. Like, we need to look at your resume again. How have you adapted it in the last five years? And, and I just recently uh, met with an alum who's doing a career shift. They're going from an education role. They want to go into the world of travel. So how can I reflect on my resume, what skills I have regarding travel when most of it was done with friends and family, and I helped with a go-encounter planning trip and things like that? I'm like, well, let's let's do that. Let's work this out. And we adapted her resume to show all the skills she's developed in the last five years that relate to the world of travel and that industry. So it's really making those adaptations to your resume. It's being sure that you're clear on what direction you want to go, so having a conversation with us to help think through what are your strengths, what are those environments where you'll thrive. Mm. Um, so it's just reaching out and it's just connecting and helping, and we can help those individuals think through next steps strategically about what they can do. I would really encourage students and alumni who are listening to connect back, connect to your professors. Um, mm -hmm. They often have industry connections and and have an idea of what's going on in the field and can make some of those connections for you and connect back to the Career Connections office. Uh, what is the best way to find you <laughs> if someone wants to get their resume reviewed or just talk about what options might be available? So on the Grace website, of course, there's a Career Connections page. I think the link that we put out there is grace.edu backslash connect me. So if you can remember that. You can also just type career connections in the search bar. Exactly, and, yes. yes. And so all of our contact information is there, uh, our emails. So that's the easiest way is just to go to the website, find our email, and we will respond really quickly. You know, it's a, exciting about this period of time, if there's anything that is exciting, um, is that those of us who have faith in Jesus Christ and have confidence about what the future ultimately holds— we have an opportunity to bring hope to uh, many who are hopeless. And one of the best ways and most effective ways we can do that is through those we work with, mm -hmm. um, whether it be in a church setting or in a nonprofit setting or in a business setting. Uh, we are the hands and feet of Christ wherever we go, and we want to be great at our jobs um, but also do it with that service mindset, character, competence, service that we talk about at Grace. And so thank you to you and your office for making those connections possible so that our students and alumni can go literally around the world um, serving. And I appreciate you also being a part of the Grace Story podcast today. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Thank you all for listening as well to the Grace Story podcast. Music was written and produced by Dr. Wally Brath, Assistant Professor of Worship Arts at Grace College. Thanks to our co-producers, Andrew Palladino and Rick Neer as well. And if you can do a huge favor, rate, comment on this podcast, wherever you retrieved it from, we would be so grateful. Until next time, live your best Grace Story today.